0: I'm Betty Stanfer and welcome to Routology Conversations, the podcast. I believe that success is living by your values. On this podcast, we share our experiences of what it feels like to be uprooted, from the most challenging times to the most inspiring moments. I'm originally from the Ivory Coast and have been uprooted several times throughout my life. So I have created Rhetology Conversations as a resource for people like me to feel seen, heard, and supported. This is a continuation from episode one. This is a four-part interview, and this is part two. Make sure you check out part three and four after this.
1: I am glad we went there because I would have never known you being so focused that you went through these dark phases. And also, I would like to say thank you for agreeing to be vulnerable, to use the term depression. There is so much shame and so much stigma around it that people don't like to talk about it. I am glad you're talking about that. So for people listening, you can go through it, you can have it that it is depression and come out of it. And she's already given us a few things to help, which is your family, your friends, And that focus. But I'm going to come back. I want to stay there because I think a lot of things happened during that time there. One thing that you mentioned is you have an identity crisis. You did not recognize yourself in that society you were living in. Was it because it was a whole bunch of white people and you were a Black woman? What made it such a difference? And how was it actually to be a Black smart kid in? France, the
0: former colonial power. I think at that time I couldn't put a finger on it, but now I could say, I could label it. And I would say that it wasn't easy to be a black woman in in France. And as would say they always doubt you, right? And so you always have to prove yourself. So even when you go and ask the concealer, you go and say, okay, this is my project. This is my career project and they will tell you, oh, no, you cannot do that. You will never succeed. What did it make you feel? For me, at that time, I was kind of, it's not the baby you know today, right? Very kind nice. nice. You have to tell us about the baby. I was a rebel, you know. Mm-hmm. And if you tell me I cannot do it, I'll show you that I can. So okay. basically, when I was in 12th grade, I just told the daughter, I said, you know what? I'm not your daughter. If your daughter failed, that's her problem. I can Whoa. succeed. When I was in class preparatoire, it was the same thing. They told me, Oh, you need to ask for the authorization to redo your last year because with your grade, you're going to fail. And I said, no, I'm not going to fail. And I'm not going to ask for doublement, which is a repeat. Yeah. I either get the, the exam. Oh, I don't. And if I don't, I will just go to the university and do the, the classic program there. And so I got my exam. They were really pissed because some of the other kids that were preferred didn't get the exam. And I got it like the first time taking the exam. But I. And that's the thing. I'm sorry to interrupt here. Here is a young
1: yeah, after prepare usually you twenty twenty one ish around that. So away 20, from yeah. away from home, smart. How did you feel when they were pissed that you, the black kid, passed the exams, and those white boys didn't? How did it make you feel?
0: Well, I said I show you I can do it, right? <laughs> I always keep my promises, so well, I did it. I was proud for who I was, proud for my parents, I was proud for my country. Uh, We like it or not, we we are basically ambassadors of our country when we leave our country to go to some other places. So for me, it was also some kind of pressure, right? Because you have to be the best of yourself and you have to show that you can do it. But what was the most difficult thing is that with this environment, it's very difficult to be yourself, to be accepted for who you are. You always have to show like a facade. And that was not who I was. And one of my, my values is authenticity. And each time I have to do something different, it will clash. And so basically, I try to be honest with who I was. And, and sometimes I just, wanted to be free and i didn't think i was free there what are the things that you felt of clipping your wings
1: your wings or wanted to clip your wings tell me about that wow you've said a lot you said it was difficult to be yourself what Mm -hmm. is that self that it was difficult to be and what made it difficult to be that self Mm
0: -hmm. and what was trying to clip your wings France is a country of freedom, right? That's how they like to label them themselves. Okay. However, it's a country of assimilation. So if you're not white, <laughs> you cannot assimilate. And being a black girl was a problem. It was a problem in the sense that they want everyone to fit in. And I talked about being a black girl, but it's the same thing for white folks that are not entering the mold. The society is expecting you to. So for me, it was somewhere difficult because I had to act a certain way, which was okay because acting wasn't quite difficult for me, you know, just because I'm very curious and I observe a lot, I could morph into whatever was necessary and like I said if I have a goal in mind then I'll do what I have to do to reach that goal so if that means changing a little bit the way I'm supposed to dress the way I'm supposed to speak the way I'm supposed to interact with people I will do it and always trying to keep my true my true identity, you know, but it wasn't always easy. And I think that's where that second year of high school, that's where I had a clash because that has become a little bit too much and I didn't want to do it anymore.
1: Okay. Tell me, give us a very good example about when there was, I'm going to use the term dissonance that you were willing to do your part in the acting, in the uh, even change the way you speak and all, tell me what happened when you were trying to do that and then your whole background where, you know, you didn't, I would call it dissonance, what happened, give
0: us an example. It's difficult because there are so many tiny episodes, like something as simple as hairstyle, Right, Mm -hmm. So with nappy hair, you don't really have a lot of options when you are in Europe. And at that time, there weren't any stylists that could do my hair. So I used to relax them, boy, that's so messy, you know, who wants to do that? But I used to do it because that's also how the society wants you to be, right? So you have like a European appearance. Something that was very difficult for me, my, my mom is, her grandpa on her father's side was French. So I got the French citizenship through my mom, but I was never considered French in France. French, yeah. And so when I got married, you know, to a French guy, I love my husband, by the way. <laughs> and people would think that I was French because of him. There are so many different things. They talk to you about African in general. And then you look at them and then you said... But I am African. Oh no, it's not the same, right? It's not the same. So why is not the same? And most of the time, they thought I was French from the island. And I say, no, I'm from the Ivory Coast, you know. But this is something that is very difficult for a French person to understand that you can be French from an African country, right? Yeah. But there are so many things, like at school, because you're an African student, they think that you're not good enough. For example, when I was in 12th grade, in France, they have labels for the same program. They will have a class that will have the best of the best. And then, and so I was in the last one, right? Because Mm -hmm. I was coming from the Ivory Coast. There were things like that. And the other thing, when I was in entering school, I was the only black woman and black student in the program. And you couldn't, uh, it's a class. Because they already know you're missing. When you're here, they see you. When you're not there, they know you're not there. So y- there is no rest, if you will. You it, it, yeah. always have to watch what it's you're different. doing.
1: At some point, you are invisible to them because you are black. But mm-hmm. on some other end, you look like you're into a glass jar mm-hmm. where everybody is seeing you. It's like, you know who that who am I am I visible in the glass jar or invisible and as a young you started to be like a young adult what did you learn from that what kind of muscles did you develop because I am going to take the plane in a few minutes from France to the U.S. so what kind of muscles what kind of skills what kind of how did you cope If you sit down and say, okay, here I am, I have my PhD, between the year I came here to my PhD, here are the three things that I have learned that have strengthened me to prepare me for the American experience, because that one there, I want to hear more about.
0: Yeah, for me, it was, I would say, resilience. Okay. Resilience is what can actually characterize me, it's curiosity. Again, that word. Yeah, being curious, being curious, and I can say today that curiosity is what helped me a lot, okay. because it's easy to be very judgmental and block yourself. You know, you, you close yourself and then you don't actually mm-hmm. move. But just go and explore what's new, and it's uh, and that's what really carried me.
1: Actually, talk to me about that curiosity. When you're being unfair, what are you curious about? When you're being treated not fairly, what are you curious about?
0: What were you trying to learn? Tell me that curiosity in that specific. Yeah, I would say when you're treated unfairly, you basically have several ways of reacting to that, right? You can, like I said, close yourself, but then if you close yourself, you will not be able to evolve, so you will stay where you are. Or you can acknowledge, that's a fact, right? So what do you do with that? And I guess one way for me, for instance, of dealing with that is being upfront. So I know I'm black. I know I'm a woman. I know my worth. And I think that curiosity is oriented in a sense that what does the other person in front of me think or what make them react this way and asking that question help you make some distance in in some of the events and situations take some distances and i think that is the curiosity that helped me doing that But the way I've reacted is that I will be upfront. The example is when you're looking for an apartment. I will call and ask the landlord, do you still have that apartment? I say yes. And I said, oh, by the way, I'm a black woman, an African black woman. Is it a problem? Because I don't want to waste your time and I don't want to waste my time either. I'm not going to come and visit you. So I've been very blunt. Tell people, is it a problem? And they will say, oh, no, that's fine. Or You know, they will just hang up and the phone and that's it, you know. Instances where they hang up the phone, how does it make you feel? You know, when I was younger, I think the first time it happened to me, they didn't hang up the phone is that I didn't tell them that the first time. So I I went there and, and when I arrived, they said, oh, the apartment is already rented. I was furious. I was furious, and I think I, I held a lot of anger when mm-hmm. I was in France, a lot of anger, because there were microaggressions all the time, all the time. And on the other side, some of my best friends are French. So you, you have this, and this is why it's difficult, because you know that people are lovely, but the system... It's discriminatory and that's the difference. And it's very difficult to evolve in this type of environment. Yeah. When it's the system, it's, it isn't the challenge that we face
1: everywhere because you cannot have a blanket statement to say this race is this and that because in that race you have your husband in your case Mm -hmm. you have friends it's like no and uh, when it's easy to i can see how easy it is to live with that by saying that it's a system Mm -hmm. because we cannot have a yeah okay
0: yeah and yeah. you have to be knowledgeable. So you asked me what was the third one, and I talk about resilience, curiosity, and knowledge. Knowledge is your best friend. You need to know your rights. You need to know your value. You need to know your worth. Because otherwise, you're going to suffer if you don't know your rights, if you don't know who you are. When you go through these multiple transitions... Knowing who you are is the most important things that could help you. So for you to keep on believing
1: in who you are, even though you're constantly bombarded by things that are saying otherwise. I lived in France and this is the only country I've decided I will never, ever live there. I could go on vacation maybe but i will never live there because it is so difficult so the question that i have for you is actually it's not a question i'm going to summarize in here so you use three pillars to get you going resiliency being resilient curiosity even being curious about the mindset of person who is being nasty in front of you to try to understand why where they coming from this is a very good thing actually and knowledge knowledge about the environment but most importantly knowledge about yourself and you use something that is important knowing that you are worthy yourself worth doesn't mean how much money how much dollars you have in your bank account Mm -hmm. but inside you who you are so tell me when you finish that phd give me three words that will describe betty before she got into that plane to come to America. Adventurous.
0: Okay. Determined. Okay. And the third one. Curious. (laughs) Yeah. I think the curiosity goes into the adventure. I'm always up to an adventure, you know, doing something new, something exciting. I would say professional also. Yeah. Yeah. This interview continues in our next episode. Stay tuned. If you have enjoyed this podcast and want to have more intimate discussions like this with other uprooted individuals, go ahead and join my free discussion groups by signing up on my website, BettyStanford.com. You will receive an invitation and a Zoom link to join our next discussion group wherever you are in the world. If you haven't yet, subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. Stay tuned for our next protology Conversation. Thank you so much for listening.